Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Mark Schmidt of Atlas 10. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. You're welcome. Uh, Before we get started, let me tell uh, our listeners some of the things that are coming up. Uh, Next week, we have uh, Scott Ciccarelli from uh, ADK Pro Audio. And uh, on Friday the 15th, we have Al Perlman from Smith Perlman CPAs. He's going to give us some tax tips just at an appropriate time. And then on show number 100, we're going to have Thane Maynard from the Cincinnati Zoo. Hopefully, he won't bring any crocodiles or snakes. Uh, And then into the second uh, 100 shows, we're going to have Mike Kelly, uh, who is a corporate executive at a publicly held company. He's going to tell his personal leadership journey. This is a story I've heard before, and it is a fantastic story. You've got to to listen to it. in the following weeks, we're going to have uh, John Morris with the Associated Builders and Contractors. Is that a guy you know, Mark? I do. And uh, then we're going to have Alan Bernstein from BB Riverboats. That's a transportation company. And then I have uh, from Ultimate uh, Jet Charters, uh, Ryan Mitten coming on the uh, the following uh, day. So we've got some, uh, some really interesting uh, guests coming up in the show. Uh, End of March, March 27th, we have a one-day cold call camp for people who are making cold calls on a regular basis. Uh, there are some seats available in that. Uh, Mark, uh, let's go backwards and, and, and tell your story. How did you uh, get to where you are? When you got out of school, what was like the first job that you did? Uh, well, in school... I started my first company. So uh, r- right at the tail end of my high school career, in ni- back in 1981, my next-door neighbor uh, came back from college uh, in May uh, and asked me if I wanted to paint houses, cut grass, or seal coat parking lots. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that, that that initial question, we decided to get into the driveway seal coating business. Um, 31 plus years later, um, still in that business. Okay, and that's your your company, Blue Chip. That's correct. Asphalt maintenance. Yeah, Blue Chip Pavement Maintenance. Okay, and that that, that goes all the way back to the days after high school and slurry coating. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, then you told me about you, you had a job working uh, for the government. About uh, 1988. Um, Six or seven years into running the coating company, after we kind of, uh, I bought my partner out and 
and started to develop a more commercial uh, clientele, uh, I I decided that it was, it was time to try to test a, a different marketplace and uh, sold that small business and moved to Washington, D.C. for a year and worked on Capitol Hill. Okay. And then you moved back after a year or so. Right. And you started a... Uh, uh, that, another that was company. Blue Chip. You, you, that was Blue Chip. Right. So the original company was Custom Ceiling. Right. Uh, I added the word paving to it when I bought my partner out, mm-hmm. and uh, and then sold that company in '88. Moved back to Cincinnati in '89 mm-hmm. and started Blue Chip Pavement. Okay. And as an auxiliary business to that, you started the company to. Uh, Clean parking lots? Yes. Uh, and Sweet parking lots? In about uh, 94, 95, a number of our customers asked us if, uh, our, our paving customers asked us if uh, we would be interested in cleaning their parking lots at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we formed a company named Chamberlain Power Sweeping. And today we have uh, you know, about 10 routes and we sweep regularly. Uh, the shopping centers and commercial industrial centers of of the city, um, you know, as a as a separate business. So that's a middle of the night business. That's right. Twelve twelve hours in the day and twelve hours at night. Right. And then uh, you started another company called uh, AMG or Asphalt Maintenance Group. Tell us about that. Yeah, and uh, in about nineteen, I'm sorry, in about two thousand and nine. Uh, we found that there were enough of our commercial clients who were purchasing and managing property outside of the the city, mm-hmm. and as a means to assist them in really project management, we formed this company to mm-hmm. uh, to, to help them perform the work that we did in town through brokers out of town. Okay, and. As a serial entrepreneur, you didn't stop there, and, and, and you founded this new company, Atlas 10, about how long ago? Uh, that I, I LLC'd that company in November of 2011. Okay. That's less than two years old now. Less than two years old and, uh, and going strong. And the mission of Atlas 10 is? Atlas 10 is a GIS, which is, stands for Geographic Information System, uh, Pavement management company which which means that we we identify defects in the pavement using a GPS device uh, we will map those defects and then we will define in a very organized way a series of treatments for those which are then budgeted and the client has the capability of uh, of purchasing those solutions so to speak by accepting the budget and pushing it into a sourcing tool, which they then are able to solicit uh, quotes on. So does Atlas 10 operate only here in Cincinnati or all over the country? It's uh, we, we are north-south from Michigan to Florida so far, uh, east as far as uh, Virginia, west as far as St. Louis. Uh, but anywhere we can get a GPS signal, which is virtually everywhere on the planet, uh, we have the potential to do business. So uh, we, we will eventually be nationwide. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, the way Atlas 10 works, are you actually sending a uh, a surveyor out to a parking lot, say, in uh, Baltimore, to actually measure and determine what the uh, pothole situation or the cracks or the pavement conditions are in Baltimore? Yes, that's exactly right. We have a surveyor, feet on the ground, inspecting 100% of the, the pavement itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we follow a very regimented ASTM standard that was developed by the Army Corps of Engineers. There's 26 defects within the standard that we seek out and then rate um, by classifying them as minor, moderate, or severe. And uh, through that process and applying that standard, uh, we can build a, a platform that our clients can use to more effectively purchase uh, these services from the marketplace. Uh, services from the marketplace because blue chip asphalt is only here in Cincinnati. Correct. Right. So if they're in Chicago or Laredo, Texas, my laptop is currently visiting Sony again <laughs> in Laredo, Texas. Or Hawaii. Hawaii, that's a good place that's to visit. That's a great place. We have a, a number of stores that we're hoping to pick up there from a big orange retailer in the marketplace that we're pursuing as we speak. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. So uh, Atlas 10 has been in operation uh, as a company for about two years. Right. A little less than two years. Yeah. Uh, when did you take your first customer on in Atlas 10? We sent our first invoice out in April of 2012. So we're a little less than a year old in that mm-hmm. regard. And what kind of growth have you seen in marketplace acceptance for your kind of service, which is, I'm going to call it new? Well, it is. We're the only ones that I'm aware of on the planet doing this. So we are pioneering this industry. Um, it has been a tremendous amount of uh, acceptance, uh, but but not universal. There are a lot of skeptics out there, uh, which are, are good because they mm-hmm. give us great feedback to improve our solution. Uh However, uh, you know, we have been profitable since we started. Um, we've built out, you know, uh, about $100,000 in survey revenue. Mm-hmm. And, That's a uh, lot of revenue. A lot of revenue for, uh, you know, a, a startup that, uh, you know, was not in existence a um, year and a half ago. So very happy with the, the pickup and with the potential. We have seven employees now. Uh, we're located at Centrifuge, so we've been accepted into the into the accelerator downtown, which has mm-hmm. been a, a great experience. Sure. Um, how do you go to market? How do people find out about Atlas 10? We're contacting our existing client base on the paving side. There's a lot of regional and national participants or, or clients in the marketplace or that uh, have divisions uh, regionally and nationally. And so we're reaching up to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's it's a direct sales cold call, cold call effort. <laughs> ah, you might want to send someone to the cold call camp. <laughs> we have. Yes. Not the last one. Well, we've learned quite a bit, but you're right. We weren't at the last one. Yeah. Uh, the last one caused me to change the rules. What happened? Uh, new rules are that a VP of sales, owner or a sales manager must be there with the salespeople. Uh, okay. If they are not already Sandler clients, 
because we teach the Sandler method in cold call camp. And there are people that are not trainable. Mm. So if you send me a non-trainable person, I have to uh, put them out of the program, so to speak. Untrainable people. Yes, they exist. I imagine that. Yes, uh, even in sales. <laughs> I'm sure you've run into that in the asphalt maintenance business where some people aren't trainable. Yes, we do. Yeah. Maybe in a nutshell, based on the number of clients that you have put on the contract, what is the compelling reason that people buy from Atlas 10? That's a good question. Uh, it's new. So, you know, right, right away there's a degree of, of skepticism. Uh, you know, what, what do we want to change? Why do we want to change is the, the, the hurdle we have to overcome. And, and our quick answer to that is that we save you time and money. We reduce the cost of going to market, and we can reduce that by a substantial amount, uh, up to 25% of the cost that they're currently paying for paving services. Uh, we, we can give them the tools to, to lower that cost by up to 25%. Uh, and how do you do that? Well, paving is one of those uh, contracting services that is very difficult to standardize. The, the traditional marketplace, and this goes for most all contracting, uh, revolves around a need first of the client, mm -hmm. which is then met by reaching out into the contractor marketplace to get three bids. And, and at that moment, the transaction between buyer and seller gets very confusing, where each contractor, by virtue of differentiating themselves, comes in with a unique solution. And the buyer is not just buying paving services or buying roofing services, lawn care services, uh, pool services, you name it, any service it takes to maintain a facility, they're having to become experts in that particular service. That and, trade, yes. And that trade, and, and it's impossible. It just is, it, it, people get good and they can become better at it, but it's very difficult to have the uh, the trade knowledge and the awareness to make good purchasing decisions. And so by, by the differentiation process, we have the client uh, really making a decision on price. And, and, and that ends up long-term, even sometimes short-term, being very expensive. Uh, like when they rebuilt Cotton the Hill three times. Well, yes. They went low bid, and it cost them three times as much. Uh, we're going to take a uh, commercial break here, Mark, and we're going to uh, listen to uh, a fellow named uh, Jim Fox, and he's going to talk about something new here in the Cincinnati marketplace called Tip Club. This is something that uh, I've agreed to help them on, and so let's listen to, uh, to Jim describe Tip Club. Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business -business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. 
Business to business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. This month we will meet on Thursday, March 21st. If you'd like to reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab. Then just scroll down the list of events until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call one 800 That's one 800 Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you on the 21st. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mark Schmidt, and Mark has agreed to answer questions from uh, our listeners. We will screen the calls during our next commercial break. The call-in number is 646-595-4916. And those people who are regular listeners may have noticed that we haven't changed that telephone number in about a year. So it's easy to remember. Mark, if someone wants to get a hold of you at Atlas 10 or talk about blue chip or even parking lot cleaning, how do they do that? Uh, Best way is our direct call-in number, 513-321-9595, or you can reach us online at atlas10.com. That's T-E-N.com. Okay, Mark, what do you think the unique marketing advantage is that Atlas 10 brings? Well, uh, we are unique, uh, in, you know. So that that alone is an advantage. Uh, there's really no competition today that we are facing, other than the conventional methods of of an engineered solution. So our clients can go out in the marketplace and they can get uh, paper pen solutions. Uh, we provide electronic solutions at scale internationally, and they can be consumed online. So our clients don't have to leave their desktop. They can have an international portfolio, and they can identify any and all defects and the cost to treat those defects uh, and build an online sourcing tool that they can put out to bid or take to an auction and uh, really cut down the time and money they spend uh, performing that work. Well, it, it seems like Atlas Ten is providing a standardized by military spec uh, specification of the of the problems that no one else is providing. That's right. It is. It takes the subjectivity out. It allows the buyer to have confidence. That confidence then translates into a better negotiating position, which drives down costs. And so it's just it's a win win win. Contractors get more opportunities. Uh, the, the the clients, the property managers get lower prices, and they get better solutions because they're buying with greater confidence. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, being an internet-based solution, uh, you, you probably are doing a lot with uh, with your website and search engine optimization so people find you. We are focused more on the GPS technology. So, uh, you know, we are going to get to that. It's, uh, you know, we've, we've got our hands full with delivery of our primary solution right now. Um, we are online. We have, a, I think, a very useful website to uh, to, to reach out to our customers, to explain who we are, what we do, 
Most of our marketing is is direct cold call today. Okay, so how many people do you have in sales for Atlas Stand today? One. One. And you're talking to him. <laughs> I'm talking to him. <laughs> well, my dad does the cold calling, so he uh, that would be uh, by that definition too. Okay, well, two is better than zero. <laughs> uh, what are the obstacles you see in the marketplace to uh, slow the the growth of Atlas Stand? Well, you know, it's I think what people in the technology industry face regularly. There, there are early adopters, there are followers, and followers, and there are laggards. And uh, finding those early adopters are really the challenge. Um, our, our competition today uh, is confusion and, and uh, a lack of awareness. Or is the, the real competitor uh, just keep doing it the way we've been doing it for the last 50 or 100 years? That's right. We do face that, and uh, we've heard that before. You know, you know, Mark, you're not telling me anything I don't know. We know we need to fix a parking lot. So you know, we do face that. That really is, uh, I think, a, a, a misunderstanding of what our solution can provide mm-hmm. uh, because it's not just that we're giving them a way to fix a parking lot. It's giving them the right solution at the right time with the right contractor at a negotiated right price. Mm-hmm. And that's where their their savings on the other side of the equation. Exactly, comes from. that's right. By not prematurely uh, repairing a problem that didn't need repairing. Right, right. You know, the, it's the pavement tells them what to fix rather than the contractor, because the pavement and all man-made items deteriorate in a very predictable curve. Mm-hmm. Everything that we have, there's a standardized deterioration curve. There's a life cycle. We give the client awareness of where their pavement is on that life cycle, and then standardize the treatments around that. So isn't pavement's life determined not only by mechanical age, but by use? It is. So wheel load is a a very uh, critical variable. And the beauty of GIS is that it's a map with layered information. So GIS. Some people might not know what you mean by that. Geographic Information System, mm-hmm. which is a fancy way of saying a map with an Excel spreadsheet layered on top of it. One spreadsheet and followed by another layer by another. Each of those layers can capture and, and carry a certain type of information. Wheel load is one layer. Okay. Sub Subgrade soil is another. Mm. Pavement defect is another. And so by combining that data into a, a, a system and by writing algorithms around those variables, we can provide predictability and, and standardization on what the treatments will be. So wouldn't the parking lot deterioration rates be uh, higher, let's say, in the state of Maine than they would be in Savannah, Georgia? That's a very, very good question. And I think what you're talking about is the impact of weather. And so another layer weather and seasonality would sure. be the freeze-thaw cycle. Right. So we can add that layer in. And this methodology can translate to a variety of services. You know, So what we're doing isn't necessarily unique. It's applying it all together for the purposes of solving parking lot problems that makes us unique. Mm. So GIS has been you know, a, a 20... 30-year industry mm-hmm. um, that has evolved um, primarily out of the military, then into the federal government, state governments, 
and and we are one of the first to carry it into the commercial application. So you could probably take it from parking lots to the deterioration of mortar joints in brick buildings. Anything that is measurable outside of a building where you can achieve a signal, mm-hmm. this solution can be uh, applied. So when you say it's achieve a signal, that means just for location purposes? Correct. That's right. Okay. Okay. And this, uh, the GIS system we use is a, is a military and commercial grade, so the accuracy is three and a half inches. So when we map out a defect, it is it is within a three and a half inch accuracy versus what your Garmin might have, twenty mm-hmm. foot accuracy. So it's just you know more uh, m- better math, better geometry because it can bring in more signals, has greater processing capability. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, you guys have a uh, long term strategic plan for the company? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, baseline is to get proof of concept on a national level. We've gotten proof of concept on a local and regional level. We're building out a national platform, which involves a, a much larger operation of surveyors and then uh, managers to oversee the performance of that work. And uh, and we're, we're upgrading our web application to make it a more robust, scalable solution for our clients. Um, so that would be our initial strategy Secondary to that would be to incorporate more services into the platform, a concrete service, uh, a landscaping Mm. service, a roofing service. So there are a variety of applications that we can bring into this. So, yeah, so you're right now only dealing with blacktop asphalt. Correct, and and concrete. Oh, you're currently doing concrete? We, We are. Good and, and and rooftops, flat roofs. You're talking about right. Well, flat and uh, pointed roofs, pitched, pitched. Yeah, yeah. Doing both? No, well, we're not doing that, but we we envision that there's a marketplace for that. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's, and, and you have accuracy of a couple of inches, three and a half inches. Yeah, not be able to even be able to see a bubble on a supposedly flat roof. We're doing infrared mapping of it. Find oh. the the moisture. Oh, huh. And map that. How do you, how would you do that? Well, there's infra- infrared instruments mm-hmm. that can sense variation in heat, uh, which is an indication of uh, water that has intruded the the uh, surface. So you'd have these surveyors who are independent contractors, say in Miami or Boston. That's a that is one avenue that we've looked at. Okay. Currently, they are going to be employees. Currently, and when someone needs to do the surveys in uh, Hawaii, you're going to go, <laughs> or I might sub it to you. Okay. <laughs> Teach me how to uh, to work the equipment. I have to take a couple of days off to yeah <laughs> to survey a, a parking lot in Honolulu. No problem. Uh, let's see. Again. Uh, Mark has agreed to uh, take calls, so if you want to call in with a question, the number is 646-595-4916. What do you think the uh, opportunities and possibilities are for Atlas? How big could it get? Well, uh, that's a very good question. I think the surveying industry has a a market potential uh, upwards of 300 million. Um, 
I think that the project management that can come from the surveys mm-hmm. is in the billions. And I don't know, we have not done a market analysis on that, but uh, you know, it, it, this is a rock solid solution. It saves money. It's it's not if, it's just when people are going to migrate to this. And so uh, I think as more people are in it and more exposure is given to it, um, that potential will begin to, to be a little more measurable. Okay. Uh, let's take a uh, short commercial break. And uh, let's listen to Sandler Rule number 41. I'm Jody Williamson with Sandler Training. I'm here today to talk about rule number 41. There are no bad prospects, only bad salespeople. You know, whatever's happening in your accounts is your responsibility. And, and one of the things that we see is salespeople, well, they tend to externalize their problems. And they tend to blame the economy or the marketplace, the competition, uh, the marketing. You know, there's always something they're blaming. And when they get into a prospect, they can tend to blame the prospect for why they didn't buy. You know, they'll say things like, they just don't get it, or they don't buy value, they only buy on price. You know, if, if you hear that, you know, we don't buy, we don't buy on value, we, we only buy on price. Who's, whose fault is that really? It's a salesperson. That's why the salesperson has a job, is to sell value. And one of the reasons this happens is, I think we live in a victim culture. People tend to, for whatever reason, blame things. They slip on a sidewalk and they sue the homeowner, as opposed to saying it's their fault. And so it's not unusual for people to make these excuses, but, but, we, but we have to fight it in sales. Because until we take responsibility, we're never going to be truly successful. So the next time you get a no, don't say, you know, the prospect didn't get it, or I, we had a personality conflict, or they, they only buy on price. Ask yourself the question, what could I have done differently? And, and here's, a, here's a, a challenge I'll give you. For 30 days, write down all your self-talk, all those things you tell yourself, because we all talk to ourselves, right? And write down all the, all the excuses you're making for lack of results. And I would challenge you to strive to live with a no-excuse mindset. Okay, this is Mike Roth. I'm back with Mark Schmidt of Atlas 10. Mark, here's a question I didn't ask you earlier. Why did a successful serial entrepreneur like you who had... Uh, three or four companies before this uh, start Atlas 10? That's a great question, Mike. I'm glad you asked. Um, well, you, you've known me now for... Four or five years? Four or five years? Maybe, maybe more. Maybe more, right. And uh, I would describe myself as a frustrated salesman. You know, I've been a student of yours. I've uh, made the efforts myself and then my company um, to improve our ability to convert prospects into clients and uh, where I feel like we have made a lot of success applying the, the Sandler standards and and uh, really applied them, maybe not perfectly, but we've applied them, uh, I am still not satisfied with our conversion rate. And so this solution has allowed me to get on the other side of the table and look at the problem from my client's point of view. And, and once I started seeing the confusion 
that they were faced with, then I understood more about why they made the decisions that they did and found that a lot of those decisions were governed by price and and that uh, by giving them a standard and, and helping them make better purchasing decisions that they could customize themselves, uh, that then became kind of my, uh, my my way of changing the conversion rate, giving them a tool that they can use. And I learned that if we could even the playing field by giving the client more information and not at the time, at the point of sale, because they're not, they're not in the mood, they can't change. You know, they can't come off the rails, so to speak. They're in a buying mode, they're buying. And they're not going to change their buying system midstream. But if I can get to them beforehand and give them something of value, uh, they will improve themselves. And that's what we do. That's why I did it. And uh, what we found is that our conversion rate went from 25% to about 50% when they use this system. Mm. So you've already got great bonding and rapport once they're using your system. Yes, exactly. And and now they can understand the quality. That's right. They have the tools to measure the quality in an apples and apples environment where we help them establish that standard and the scope mm-hmm. so that the, so that they can then spend their time really looking at the contractor, not the contract. Mm-hmm. That's an important point. People, you're, you're providing education that they're paying for. Yes. So that they can buy the right thing. It's like, uh, a few years ago, I was looking at buying a, an SUV, and I test drove the Mercedes, and I don't remember what the price was, let's say $50,000, and I te- test drove the Lexus RX 300, and I said, man, it's got a computerized dash, it's more comfortable seats, it's a smoother ride, and it was $10,000 cheaper. Which one did you buy? I bought the Lexus. I uh, I loved the color, the, the, the pearlescent ivory. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I discovered uh, that I didn't know how to buy an SUV when a couple of weeks after I bought it, a washing machine transmission or something fell off a truck in front of me and the, the car almost killed me because <laughs> it didn't steer at high speed. Ouch. Yeah. Did you get rid of the car? Uh, the day the lease was over, I got rid of it. Um, but I didn't know how to buy, and I didn't know the difference. After I bought the car, I discovered there were some differences that I should have known about. Do you know what the e- economists call that? No, what do they call that? That's called an asymmetric transaction. You don't know what you're buying, and the seller does. Yeah, I thought I knew what I was buying. Uh, after the fact, I discovered that, you know, the uh, the headrests in a Mercedes they extend down into the seat about uh, 24 inches mm-hmm. and in the Lexus that same piece of metal was only six inches long mm-hmm. so in, in the calamitous accident mm-hmm. you were safer in the Mercedes mm. so three months later when my wife saw me driving around in this SUV she said I want an SUV, too. <laughs> so she got the Mercedes SUV. Uh, no comment. Hey. <laughs> uh, 
<clears throat> she kept it for four or five years, then decided it was too big for her. So, in a way, you should be giving every one of your prospects a copy of that best-selling book, Who Moved My Cheese. I just talked to somebody about that last night. It's been a bestseller for 10, 12 years now mm-hmm. uh, because people don't like to change. That's right. And But they do like to improve. Yes, but they have to be taught how to improve. That's right. Uh, that's where the asymmetry starts to evaporate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that really is our solution. If, if we can educate them so that the transaction is more balanced, they make better decisions. Mm-hmm. They save money. And so, yeah, there's a little investment up front to get there, but the reward downstream is it's substantial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh it's like Sandler. And tell me about, tell me how you mean that. Well, uh, it, it's a learning curve. It takes time, takes effort, takes an investment and a commitment. You stay with it. You apply the principles. They pay for themselves. That's why when we met, the very first thing I asked you is, "What conversion rate are you going to move me from and to?" You know, R two. I knew where I was, and since then. We have been on that quest to change the conversion rate. You want to double it again? Got to be at class. You know, we we had a management class yesterday, and it was an unusual uh, session um, because I could uh, demonstrate live to managers and owners a real sale that I was working on. And I took them through what we call a Sandler benchmark process which measures the difference between the importance and the effectiveness in certain sales activities that the salespeople do, and then measure the salespeople in the team versus the manager's perception of the way it should be. Uh, And we were doing that with uh, an extremely large global account live with the sales managers in the room naturally muted. The uh, the people in the room, and there were a few from publicly held companies and private companies, and there was one guy in the room uh, named Erlen Russell who uh, has been on the show. And one of the managers says, well, how long have you worked with Mike to make this, this work for you? And Erlen pipes up and says, well, I've been doing this with Mike for 11 years. And I find every time I upset myself because I'm, I'm traveling on business, I'm making mistakes. That's why I'm back here today. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why the, the lifetime program that Sandler figured out is the only way to go. You never to, stop learning. Yeah. Well, there's always new stuff. Right. You know, like Monday, Marketplace changes. Monday we're going to do a class that we've never done before. Uh, it's, it's part of the new learning from the Sandler Client Summit in Orlando last month. Uh, on how to use LinkedIn mm. as a prospecting tool. Sure. Uh, and the information I got is from uh, Brian Frank, the uh, director of sales and marketing for LinkedIn, on how they use LinkedIn to grow the LinkedIn brand and company. Neat. Hey, it's information you can't get anyplace else. So if you're a President's Club member, you want to come to that optional class, you're more than welcome to be there. I think I still am uh, qualified, aren't I? You're still qualified, Mark. You're still on on program. Uh, Now, let's let's go back to Atlas 10 for a minute. Um, You said that you think the market's very large, okay? 
let's kind of change the subject again. Uh, we have a theory of operation here in companies that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. So if you want to solve a complex problem, you have to have an equally complex solution to get a good solution. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could share a complex solution uh, to a complex problem that, that you created over your, your years of uh, sure. running companies. Well, I used to take a, a rejection personally, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I learned quickly that the client wasn't rejecting me. They were re- rejecting our solution to their problem or my perception of their problem. And over time, we we became a more diversified, uh, more mature organization that uh, was able to compete uh, across a number of different marketplaces uh, with a, do- a number of different service lines at one of the lower costs and then price points in the marketplace, which which led to a tremendous amount of growth. And what I learned in that was that uh, in, in an environment where the buyer knows what they're buying, uh, price can be uh, a, you know a communicator of value. Where they don't know what they're buying, price tends not to be a communicator of value, and that's in uh, a lot of the maintenance services that uh, that we were selling. On the construction services, there were architects and blueprints, a very standardized buying selling environment. On the maintenance side. Just the opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, every contractor had a different solution, and every buyer was trying to buy from a trusted service provider, and then it would end up inevitably buying price 80% of the time. Uh, so relationships in the marketplace have really diminished over time. They are there. They take longer to develop, uh, but they are more fleeting because people are, um, you know, are... are outsourcing many of their their uh, purchases and those are being centralized and they're being handled by third parties and so uh, relationships are diminishing and and so that makes for a highly commoditized environment um, and so that's the marketplace it's very complex there's a lot of sellers there's few buyers highly competitive and highly uh, fragmented and, and somewhat dysfunctional by my definition. Um, there are many variables that drive pavement failure and building failure, building deterioration. You know, the, the service life of pavement is, is in a steady state of decline uh, from the minutes put in. For a person to make a decision that is both uh, economically beneficial and that is uh, short and long term, they need a lot of information. Mm-hmm. And most people don't have the time to gather that information. So that's the complex problem. The complex solution is applying a standard to that problem. But the the the, the value of that complex solution is only going to be realized if it can be consumed simply. Right? So complex problem complex solution that the client can digest very simply. Mm-hmm. That's the, the 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 goal, and I believe what we deliver at Atlas 10. Um, so we have algorithms. We have 
ASTM standards. We have very specific ways of measuring pavement condition across 26 different defects, three to four different levels of severity. Very regimented, very standardized, very uh, difficult to tie those complex solutions together, all held together by GPS. To translate that into a simplistic platform that client understands, that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's the solution that makes Atlas unique in the marketplace. Correct. That's right. Good. Good. Uh, again, if, if you have a question for Mark, uh, number is 646-595-4916. Um, in... In your company today, Mark, uh, how many employees do you have today? Well, Blue Chip, we have about 100, and Atlas, Blue Chip Chamberlain, there's a little over 100, and Atlas has seven employees. Okay. First thought up seven is pretty good. Yeah. You know, we're not in Silicon Valley. Right, right, yeah. Um, we're going to take a uh, short commercial break now, and then we'll be back with Mark. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513 753-9400, extension 102. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real. He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth. I'm back here with Mark Schmidt from Atlas 10. Mark, you've owned uh, more than a few companies, built several companies. Uh, So this next question should be... uh, a piece of cake for you. Uh, can you tell our listeners or give our listeners a leadership tip, a leadership tip aimed at other company leaders like yourself? That if, maybe if you wish you would have had that 20 years ago or 10 years ago, would have made your life a lot easier. 
Well, uh, the one that comes to mind, Mike, is uh, one that was hanging on a plaque in my dad's office um, that I remember seeing, you know, kind of growing up um, and that, that I've kept with me. So I've actually had this advice all of my life. And uh, and I can, can something that you follow, and and I'll read it to you, and I think that you'll see that yeah, I do. I don't know that I follow it perfectly, but I believe in it. This is a quote by none other than Calvin Coolidge. Hmm. Do you know what uh, year he was president? I think it was in the twenties, wasn't it? Uh, eighteen seventy-two to nineteen thirty-three. He was eighteen seventy-two to nineteen thirty-three. Something wrong with that? He was the thirtieth president of the U.S. Um, I'm cheating. I'm looking at uh, this quote online, but here it is. Uh, Many people may have heard this, but I I think there's a lot of uh, value to this. Uh, Nothing in this world can take the price of can take the place of persistence. Talent will not. Nothing is more common than unsuccessful people with talent. Genius will not. Unrewarded genius is almost a proverb. Education will not. The world is full of educated derelicts. Persistence and, determina- persistence and determination alone are omnipotent. The slogan, press on, has solved and always will solve the problems of the human race. So I think the message is persistence. We had a, a saying uh, for many years, even before I had uh, Sandler training and trained my companies and then trained uh, people for the last 21 years, is 80% of sales are showing up. Right. Just show up. Right. Yeah. yeah, outlast them. Hey, you know, uh, one of the ways I learned how to sell uh, was at the Burroughs Corporation. I picked up an editing machine and a calculator, put one under each arm, walked out to my territory in uh, Rockefeller Center. My And my job was before lunch to get rid of both machines on a puppy dog trial. I it believe worked. you did. It worked. Yeah. It was much harder with the stuff you couldn't carry. You had to have it trucked out. <laughs> but you, you showed up. Mm-hmm. And you found situations that you could help. Yeah. With passion. Yeah. And uh, knowledge, or luck, was knowledge applied at the right time. Right. I remember there was a time I was selling something called the Burroughs J800, adding, subtracting, and multiplying machine made in France. Mm. Yeah, it could add and subtract real well. Multiplication never came up with the same answer twice in <laughs> nylon gears. And I was taking a college course, a graduate course in statistics, and I learned about random numbers and random number generations for sine, sine curves and how statisticians had a book of random numbers. So I took one of these J800s out to a, an actuarial firm, said, do you uh, use have to find random seed numbers? The actuary said yes. And I said, hey, I've got a machine for you. <laughs> Found a new purpose. Sold four of them <laughs> first week. <laughs> so if you hadn't shown up, wouldn't have got the sale. I mean, that, that that's critical. We, we, we've got to touch our prospects. Although the younger generations, uh, people want to communicate via text. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to make life a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's the... Uh quote of uh, immediate gratification. The only problem with that is it takes too long. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Are you looking to add new people to your company in the next year? Absolutely, yes. What type of people are you looking for? Mainly those with GIS backgrounds. Again, GIS means? Geographic Information Systems. 
That's it. That's and and is that something that's taught in college? Today? It is. It's now become a very popular course, ma- mainly out of the geography department or engineering departments. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, become very popular, and uh, that's the type of technical skill that, and aptitude that we seek. Is but that, is that like something they would teach over at NKU in their informatics department? You no, know, I don't think so. At NKU, um, it is taught at UC. We've had a number of interns that have worked uh, for me from that school. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's not the only uh, means of, of getting a job with this aptitude really for uh, technological devices which uh you know there are more and more people coming into the marketplace every day with that skill is a great start and we can teach the rest mhm what type of technological devices did you mean by that well this is a handheld device and so uh, you know it's like a smartphone but uh, with a few more buttons and drop downs but they all follow a pretty common pattern and uh if if you're not kind of put off by that you'd be fine in this industry. Mhm. And when you go out to uh other markets to do surveys uh are there individuals or firms that specialize in this GIS? Well, yeah, there are engineering firms that are using this in the in the municipal federal markets. A lot of this industry has been pioneered um, for the utility industry. So a lot of pipeline, a lot of electric poles, a lot of the utility grid is all mapped out so that in the event of power outages, uh, the mapping component of restoring the service is is managed or at least mapped and understood visually using this this system. So this is really an extension of taking all of those paper maps that have been accumulated by a city over the last 100 years and turning them into electronic layerable maps. That's right. Cincinnati, uh, Hamilton County, has a system called CAGIS, C-A-G-I-S. Mm-hmm. So if you want to look at your house and you want to see the data, you know, the real estate data, that is associated with it from the date that it was built to the first buyer to the next buyer to the all the way to you the lineage and the the change to that facility over time as understood by the Hamilton County Auditor you can log on to CAGIS Cages Cincinnati Area GIS I think it's .org and it is a visual map of our Hamilton County area that you can click through by typing in your address, zoom right into your home, you get the entire uh, library of of ownership. And that's one of the more common applications of this uh, of this technology. Will it show where the underground gas and electric are? Yes, that's exactly what it does. Brings in the layer of underground, brings in the layer of surface uh, improvements, brings in the building, brings in the roof, brings in the uh, utility lines. So to show you where the sewer lines are and, yes. the, and the water lines? Yes. Wow. That's right. Fantastic technology. It's pretty amazing. Where is it going to go next, Mark? Well, uh, you know, that's an interesting question. I think that it, it, it goes inside the building, our, our industry. I think that it goes inside the business. There's technology called LIDAR. L-I-D-A-R, which is light detection area radar. 
and that is a uh, a a radar that is applied interior to a room, shooting out a signal, an infrared signal, and mapping out three-dimensionally the interior of buildings. So in other words, you could put something like that in, in this room, which is definitely not square, not hexagonal, and get all of the weird contours and, and bends of the walls. It would it would reproduce this room down to uh, a, a fraction of, of an inch, a, a tenth if not less of, of accuracy. So I could send it out to an acoustic engineer to say, hey, where do I have to put baffles in to kill all the echo in the room? You could send it to Google Earth. He could get onto Google Earth. He could zoom over this building. He could scroll over the roof. He could click to the left and say he wants to go to floor one. And he could, instead of seeing a top down, he would see a inside-out view. Wow. So that's coming. That'll help real estate agents. It's out there. It's out there. It's out there. And do we have that in buildings here in uh, Cincinnati? There are uh, a lot of applications in the uh, um, police force, um, fire and rescue, uh, in order to have awareness in the event of emergency of what you're walking into. Mm. What's the shape of the building, where the staircases are, where the egresses are? Exactly. Wow. That's a wonderful yet somehow scary technology <laughs> yeah, it, that it, all it, of this information will be in the, in the hands of uh, other public. people. Public information. Public. Google Earth. Yeah. Yeah, you did say Google Earth, starting there. Brave New World. Gee, what is it? Don't, don't know where that'll end. So are there any uh, tips that you'd like to give to uh parking lot owners or with commercial real estate uh, about using your services? Well, uh, give us a call, you know. Um, and repeat your number again? Our number is 321-9595. That's area code 513. You know, our philosophy is to try to help educate the buyer. It's that simple. And this is just another way for us to do that that we think is uh, you know, a very effective, the most effective way. Mm-hmm. Mark, I want to thank you for being on the show today and appreciation of that. I'm going to give you one of the new Sandler books, the 11 uh, Sandler uh, Success Principles that uh, came out last year and went to uh, number one on Amazon. Excellent. And I'll tell you that this year we'll have about three new Sandler books that are coming out. Exciting. Yeah, some of them are complex selling. Scott? Thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Thanks for coming. Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.